Troops, here we are again, Eagle Podcast. Uh, this is the very first time she's a returning guest, and she's returning because she's done an epic adventure which makes Frodo Baggins look like an absolute biffer. Um, it's BTT, Becky the Traveller. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing, mate? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very, very good. Um, so, since the last time you've been on the show... Uh, you put on your shoes and you went on a bit of a hike. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. say. An epic hike. It was uh, it was insane. So, so I guess for anyone that doesn't know, I, I hiked from the furthest easterly point of Britain, which is Lower Stockton, in Suffolk. And I hiked nice. all the way to the furthest westerly point, which is uh, Ardnamurchan Lighthouse in Scotland. Wow. Um <laughs> I mean that's a big old chunk. <laughs> that's a big old chunk to carry, and you must have carried a lot of maps in your bag. Um, uh, how, I have a confession. How I did carried, I carried zero paper maps? I ah, um, right. All of it with um, OS uh, OS maps online. Um, we we made a decision. Right, cool. Maps were just too heavy to carry. Um, I had a compass with yeah. me in case I changed my mind. Um, but kind of took yeah. it that if I got seriously lost, then I had a tent, sleeping bag, water, food. It didn't matter as much yeah. as when you're kind of out normally hiking. So it's not something I am recommending. I'm just saying that's what we did. <laughs> no, no. Uh, obviously, that, that's a that's a good talking talking point. Um, from what you've done there, you were out constantly for a, a, a real good length of time. So. To actually physically carry every single OL whatever all the way across the country, uh, I mean, at a rough guess, you're talking a fair few maps there, and obviously weight is key. But these these the, the apps that are coming out now, OS, um, View Ranger, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they are really really good, and um, a lot of people use them. Uh, and is that how you did it? And you sort of used a lot of ways, didn't you? So talk yeah. us through about the ways that you went on to. The plan was to um, to go via the, the prettiest routes, but also take in some of the national and local trails. So we did like the Norfolk Coast Path. Awesome. So Norfolk Coast Path, yeah. you kind of keep the coast to your to your right, and you know you good to go. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't there all the time. You do you do go inland a bit, but it is signposted. Um, the Pennine Way, yeah. is similar. that was a massive chunk in the middle, and again. Um, we were very fortunate. It's it's pretty well waymarked. Um, there are a couple of sections yeah. that are a bit sketchy when it's sort of boggy and up on the mountains. Those the, the tough bits are the bits that aren't flipping signposted. The easy bits, are yeah, of course. But you know, it's 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 how it is. Um, West Highland Way was insane. There was just about a million people on it, and there was just so many signs. Oh, really? Was, yeah, it was, it's a really good hike to do if you're you're worried about map reading and you're not feeling confident <laughs> give that a go or give, give you confidence a, a boost if you uh you fancy uh doing it a long distance hike. and obviously you set off um with a partner talk us through your uh partner in crime the uh the guy who came with you and what's like to hike with someone for a long period of time yeah so ian is uh the barefoot backpacker um yeah and um He's not into hiking. <laughs> he doesn't. Oh, uh, <laughs> the barefoot backpacker's not into hiking. Breaking news. Right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so he he loves walking he walks everywhere but he's he's not a hiker um so we had nice. yeah we were we were very opposite in in the things that we liked on the sections of the hikes that we liked so for me the tougher the better but ian he was yeah. like the tougher no i don't like this get me out of here so it was quite a um, oh really in contrast yeah in what we loved like i'm like oh i love that bit of the hike and it was really fun like splashing through the bogs and jumping the bogs and getting muddy <laughs> and ian was like i hate mud i hate this section and i was like i love mud i love this section so it was a real oh, wow it was a real wow. difference between us actually it was kind of quite cool so and how did the dynamic work? You spend like you you're spending a lot of time with one person. There must have been times where you were sort of in deep conversation about everything, and then there must have been times where for like hours you just didn't even speak to each other because that, from a personal level, sometimes that's how it goes with with me with, with people. And you know, it's it's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? You, you sort of just accept that there's going to be prolonged periods of silence, and you just sort of mooch together. Yeah. So how it worked before before the hike, we discussed this. And we are both, um, we've both done a lot of solo travel, solo, I've done a lot of solo mm-hmm. thing and solo trips. Ian pretty much does the majority of his travel solo. So we, you know, we'd said we're, we're quite capable of walking on our own, of making our own plans, making our own decisions. So we yeah. did have, um, I worked out in total, we had eight days where we didn't hike for either the majority of the day together or all of the day due to varying circumstances. And that wasn't because we fell out. It was just yeah. because, um, well, there was one, one particular time Ian had, um, ripped off his toenails so he went back home to sort that out i continued on so again it's well, not it wasn't like we'd fallen out it was just like right this is what's happening yeah. so, um we also found that ian was a lot faster on like the flatter um sections so quite often we would naturally yeah. um walk apart anyway and again, that was that was fine. I, I'm quite happy walking on my own. I didn't have an issue with that. And then every now and again, you know, we'd have sections where we'd walk together and we'd be like chatting away about God knows what. And, you know, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was a really nice mix, actually. Um, we also had a lot of people joining um, and met a lot of people on route as well. Um, <laughs> I'm very much an extrovert. Ian's very much an introvert. So when there's people on the hike... I was like, oh, people, <laughs> and I could get to talk, <laughs> and chat away. And Ian was like, right, Becky's getting her people fixed. I'll leave her to it sort of thing. So, yeah, kind of. Uh, kind oh, of- that's, that's interesting. So it's almost like it's one journey, but it's two stories in, 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 this, in, in many ways. Yeah, totally. Sure yeah. If you, um, if you interviewed um, Ian, um, my highlights wouldn't be the same as his highlights, and yeah, I'm sure he'd tell. Oh wow! A t- totally different story, even though we were both on the same, yeah, same challenge. Yeah, that's cool. I think from watching it all unfold on Instagram, I was really impressed with the amount of people who sort of picked up on the story and sort of came and offered you a bed for the night, or offered you food, or joined you. What What was it? Was there some particularly good highlights of people who came to join you, or anything in particular that sticks out? I loved I loved it when people came to join us because you just get that one to one experience and you just get to you know, mm. they get to ask me about the challenge and I get to kind of talk about what we've been doing which I love because I'm really passionate about hiking and you know it's a great way to get to know people as well yeah people 
were who came along were people that I knew and then some people were people that yeah. I met before. So um, er, early on, we had um, a couple of people. Um, we had a lady called Diane um, put us up uh, near Rutland, uh, Rutland Water. She put us up for the night. She cooked us dinner. Oh, nice. It was homemade gin. It was like, this is amazing. And then she joined us the next day for part of the walk as well. So it felt like, you know, a full, full sort of thing. Um, another That's lady cool. um, and her husband called Selena. Uh, and they again put us up for the night and this is going to sound like we were <laughs> a little luxury but um they had a hot tub and we had like a really nice <laughs> and then she came and joined us um the next day um had a couple of people join me on the um penny Ghent, the the day from Malham to horton in riversdale um yeah that's a beast Bryony and adrian and chris came to join us um on that day um and we had a beautiful start to the day it was like gorgeous weather up on Malham Cove and then just I think we're on felt we're on Fountain Fell and we were like oh it's starting to get a bit dark <laughs> five minutes later absolutely lashed it down and we're like walking up um Penny again and it was literally mm. a river flowing down the, the rain came down so heavy it was like a proper flash you know flash rainstorm so heavy that rain was just bucketing down the mountain but wow. I was having such a laugh. That was one of my favourite days, even though I got absolutely drenched that day, um, purely because of the, you know, the people around me having a laugh, getting wet. That, you know, that's what it's all about. It's, you know, we had some awesome sunny days as well, but that that is a yeah. weird highlight for me because, you know, people saying, oh, hiking in the rain, well, that was one of your highlights. And yes, it definitely was. <laughs> hiking in the rain builds character. <laughs> Uh, hiking in any sort of bad weather builds character. Um, and as well, what it does is when you do get a particularly gorgeous day, for, for me, it makes you appreciate it more. Um, I tell people all the time, don't be afraid to hike in bad weather. Just be prepared for it. It's, it's, it actually has its own beauty. When you accept it, it actually has its own beauty. Um, no, it's, I mean, from what I saw on Instagram with all the people coming along, it just looked like a big party. Like it looked like an absolute festival just going across across the country and and all of these people did they find out about it through instagram how, how did they find you how did they know obviously well, what facebook, was going on and facebook group yeah. as well and then so the main it was mainly instagram and, and facebook um i probably didn't have as many people that, that i would have liked to have joined but i think that was partly our fault because we walked too damn fast <laughs> um i had quite a well, lot I'll, of, yeah i'll get on to that <laughs> i had quite a lot of people who um were like trying to meet up but the majority of people wanted to meet at weekends and there were only so yeah. many, like weekends within the challenge. And, you know, it, 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 it would have been brilliant to have more people, but logistically it was, it was pretty, pretty hard to try and organize as well. Cause we had a limited signal and trying to work out where we were going to be exactly. Um, the Pennine way yeah. was yeah, cause we had a bit more of a structure to the Pennine way route that we took um but the rest of it was very ad hoc so yeah no absolutely and i and i was one of those people who planned to meet up with you and i remember like sort of watching your progress and i was thinking right okay so pennine way right okay so barney castle uh, middleton teasdale high force I'll, and i thought oh, i'll join her at high force she should be there in about and honestly thought about a week and then like a day or two two and a half days later i'm like 
what's going on here? Like, you're, you've come past high force, and I'm like, wow. And then by the time the week had come around, I think you were like almost sort of um, the Chieflet's Windy Guile sort of way. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, well, Scotland. Scotland then, you were flying. Yeah. We- what, what do you put that down to, just becoming fitter? You, yeah, you just kind of you just kind of get used to it. Your legs just get in a routine. You know, the the rucksack just becomes part of your body. You know, as you're moving, you don't. I never really felt like it was a hindrance. Never really felt like oh, this rucksack. You know, there was a couple of times when I'd refueled and I was like, okay, it feels heavy today. And then I'm like, I'll drink, yeah. I'll eat some food and, and and whatnot. But yeah, the the second half of the um, the Pennine Way, we we banged out some some long ones so we did kind of like uh we did a 21 another 21 a 20 um and then we then we decided to kind of split one of the days and we did kind of 14 and then we had that like a nine mile day which was quite a nice one because we finished at lunchtime and went to the pub but yeah you, your legs just become accustomed to it so i think at the beginning yeah. we were planning on doing 15 miles average a day and the the last week um we did and um, we must have averaged about 20 miles um a day in the last week and we did one of our longest um we did some really long long days in the last one we did a 24 miler we did a 26 miler we did a 20 miler and then the very last day we did a 23 wow. so um but yeah <laughs> and and i mean i mean i mean as well we have to be yeah, no, it's it, it's great going, and we have to be grateful that um, we've got these ways that actually you can cover a good amount of ground, um, and it's down to local government, local councils, farmers, landowners, and um, volunteers. You know, keeping them in really, really good good condition, and obviously signposting and fixing styes and gates and fords and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, hats off to those people for for keeping them in good nick because. That's the sort of mileage that the Roman army used to cover when they were trying to get to battles, like 15, 20 mile a day. So yeah. Yeah. You, were, you, were, you, were going a, you were going in a cracking place. I think you were, definitely, yeah. What like was, um, where, where stands, does anywhere stand out beauty-wise where you think, I wish I had a bit more time, or you're planning on going back to explore in a bit more detail? Um, I think there's a couple of places I'd like to I'd like to go back to, and one of those is the the North Pennines. Um, mm-hmm. I've really never been there in my life. Um, that's where yeah. I, I posted on Instagram the other day a picture of High Force, and I was kind of like, "Who's been here?" And a lot of people had been, yeah. you know, fair income, yeah. but they were mostly people that were very local to that area. Um, I yeah. would. Um, I was really blown away with with that whole area. It's really beautiful. And then another yeah. place which I hear is beautiful, but I didn't really get to see a lot of it because it was bad weather. Is the uh, the Cheviots? <laughs> and I really want to go back there. Yeah. So it, it, you know, I didn't get to see it in its full um, its full full beauty. So that would be really nice. To yeah. Actually, the Kingdom of Northumberland. Yeah. No, it's a nice it's a nice part of the world. And obviously, High Force is my sort of stomping ground. And um, Cauldron Snout. Did you obviously went through a Cauldron Snout? I love that. That was awesome. It, it was just mind blowing. And if you've never, yeah, I got I got around the corner. Now I need to do. Yeah, go on. Tell it. Tell say, the story. I literally like 
you kind of scramble along some some rocks and bits along alongside yeah. the river and yeah. the path takes you round to the right and you're like going round and all of a sudden you're like oh wow there's this amazing waterfall and then you look up mm-hmm. and you can see it zigzagging through the gully all the way down from the top mm-hmm. and it's one of those like you go wow and then it's like a double wow because you kind of see the whole thing then you get to hike up alongside it which is like a proper scramble up yeah which is i love that yeah so that was like another wow and it just it was like really kind of like yeah it really sort of blew my mind actually i was i totally loved that one that was uh that was awesome Oh, sorry. We just lost each other for a moment. We just lost each other. Um, you're back. You're back now. You were talking about wows. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about. Um, no, I got. Um, I got cauldron snout wow, and then and then the, the signal cut out. So just go from the wow. <laughs> okay, from the wow. So I um I basically walked around the corner, and was like, yeah. wow, it was just like an amazing waterfall. And then I looked up and then literally you could see it like coming down the gully. Like, it's really yeah. difficult to explain. I've got like, and even the photo on Instagram doesn't do it justice, but it was just such a buzz. And then you get to hike up alongside it and like scramble up these like massive rocks. But bear in mind, you've got like a great big backpack on. It's, it's not the easiest thing. Yeah, to do. yeah. I absolutely love that. It was such a good, yeah, such a good moment. And as well, um, what happens with cauldron snout is a lot of people who do the Pennine Way um, don't know that it's going to be a scramble or or going to be anything like that. So when they see it, it actually sort of catches a lot of people out because they're used to walking along sort of, you know, normal sort of pathways and over this and over that and over styles. But actually it turns, and as you know, you've done it, it turns into a bit of a, a scramble. And then um, when I've took people over it in the past, I, I always say before you turn that right hand side of the corner, right, who's done a bit of scrambling before? And instantly people's faces change because they're like scrambling. <laughs> because it is a scramble, isn't it, up, up the side? Yeah. Especially with a rucksack. Um, you want to be using your hands to get up there with your rucksack. Isn't it? It's not, not one for the... Uh, yeah. yeah. Put put your paws away, uh, and we're gonna be and we're gonna be and we're gonna be scrambling. No, definitely, it's a it's a really nice, uh, really nice part of the world. And I'm gonna have to sort of do a little bit more research because apparently there's a house that's underneath Cauldron Snout. So I need to sort of um, do a little bit more, like a ruin um, that's underneath it that's been flooded. Yeah, yeah. And now we're obviously so I need to do a bit more research and, and sort of find out a little bit of back history about it. But apparently, when it, if it's low enough, and, and obviously, like in extreme hot weather, when the water level drops, you can see remnants of the old ruin. Oh, a bit like some of the reservoirs that got flooded. Yeah, yeah. So a bit like the Lake District sort of stuff. Um, so, no, it's, uh, it's brilliant. And who, um, which sort of uh, 
other sort of Instagrammers did you meet on the way? I know that you bumped into Adventure Nick and James when they were doing the Monroes. That looked fun because they're on an adventure as well, aren't they? Yeah, that was awesome. I, I actually bumped into them um, after the challenge. It didn't quite link up when I was doing my challenge. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd said to them that I really wanted to meet up with them and they were kind of quite local to where I was near to Fort, well, they were near to Fort William, should I say. Um, so I just nice. touch and I felt like I wasn't ready to leave when I finished the challenge. Um, so I, I thought, why not climb some Munro's with some buddies and have a good little, it was, <laughs> you know, have a bit of a, a detox in, in a very weird way. Maybe people wouldn't think climbing Munro's is a bit of a way to detox, but meeting up with people that, you know, you, you, you really like and really respect and, and just having a bit of a laugh with them. That was, um, that was an, an awesome thing. Um, oh no! Absolutely, it's uh, it's it's amazing. How did it how did it feel when you could go no further? Like you know, when you finished and that was it. It was just that was it. How did it feel? Um, it was really weird. So the whole the whole time for me, it didn't feel like I was on a massive hike. It didn't feel like I was doing this massive challenge. It just felt like I was on lots of mini adventures. And each day was yeah. like an adventure and then it was like, where are we going to sleep tonight sort of thing. That was how it was. And so the end of the walk, although I knew it was the end of the walk, it still wasn't quite the end because it, I wasn't home. Yeah. So I knew yeah. the end of the walk and the end of that part of the journey with, with me and Ian because he was planning on um, yeah. going off to the Hebr- out of Hebrides and I was planning on going back to Fort William. Um, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't like some people say it's an anticlimax um, when you sort of reach. It wasn't that. It was just like oh, no. it's a normal day. We've just done a hike, and now we're going <laughs> to go. Back. And it, you know, I felt I felt the buzz, and I felt like yes, we've done this. But it was it was weird. It was kind of like yeah, and it was pretty late at night. To be fair, it was. Um, right. We got there about nine ish half nine something like that and then we were taking photos and you know that sort of thing so by the time it it got to the point where I was like I just want some food I just want to set up camp and get some food (laughs) that was the priority really (laughs) and obviously you've logged this entire adventure and you must be on at the moment writing your, your vlogs and your blogs how did you have I think what let me rephrase this. So I think what a lot of people they might just see it as an adventure, like oh wow, amazing. But you have to sort of it has to become sort of like a working adventure, doesn't it? And you know you have to you can't just finish it and say brilliant, thanks very much. You know people want to read your story. Um, did you have to write like sort of a social media plan or anything that sort of kept you from getting carried away and like must remember to take a photo of this or must remember to do that or did it just flow nicely? Um. Not really. I mean, I guess I've been doing, I've had my website for quite a while now and going on trips and hikes. Yeah. So I kind of have a, a gauge for what sort of what sort of content I need for it. And when you're right yeah. in a particular place, you don't necessarily need every single photo of every single step of that journey. And you also want to keep yeah. it special for other people as well. It's like, here's a bit of a snippet, but don't give the whole walk away. Like at this point, you'll see this. And it's yeah. So it's it's sharing enough to um, basically intrigue people to to want to do it to want to explore. Um, I'm going to write up things like I'm going to write about the Pennine Way. Um, yeah, cool. 
the West Highland Way, about the Norfolk Coast Path. They're sort of three of the main ones I'm going to cover off. Um, but I've also, like, I've shared um, lot, what, to, what to pack for a long-distance hike. So if you're thinking about doing a long-distance hike, whether that's four days, four weeks, four months, your kit is pretty much the same, really. I, I'd say it doesn't doesn't yeah. that much for, for the longer you're away. So... Um, if anyone's thinking about doing a long distance hike, then then go check that out. See see what you think of what I took and what I should have taken and what I should have left behind. But it's very personal, I think. Like someone else's luxury to to them might be for you. Well, that's not important to me. So it's yeah. yeah. Everyone talks about get your pack down and get it as light as possible, and I totally agree with that. But you know, there's little things that you kind of like. But I want to take that. That's important to me. So, you know, it, get, mm. it goes, goes in the bag sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. Like you said, you know, some people carry more, some people carry less. You know, there's ability, there's um, affordability. You know, uh, some of the ultra lightweight stuff is very, very expensive. And um, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Uh, how many nights did you sleep in your tent which looked very very good i i did actually add this up and it was 37 out of 57 wow oh that's really good i love wow that. that's really good <laughs> and i bet you can i bet you can pull it up really fast now can you i bet you're a speed demon of putting it up and taking it down it's it's a really easy tent to put up i think anyone could put it up quick to be honest <laughs> really well it depends how many parts of the tent I put up. So um, the tent has like a mesh inner. Mm-hmm. And in good weather, uh, I just put that up without the rain sheet on top. So it's kind of the right. it's the closest to Bivian you can get. And when you're in places like Scotland with midges, I just was quite happy mm. in that, you know, in that little net. So no, nothing could, you know, get in and bite me, which was handy. And then with the fly sheet, yeah. probably, yeah, another couple of minutes. But yeah, super quick, uh, really nice, lightweight, um, lightweight. I really like that temp. Was there, was there only a day where you thought to yourself, I've bitten off more than that can chew you? Or I'm going to have to sort of just you know, have a moment, have a condor moment and think about it, what, I, what I'm doing. Was there ever like a, a, a low day? Um, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't a day where I felt like I couldn't do this. There, there was a day where I felt really ill and it was bloody hard work. Oh my God. I just, you know, when you're feeling ill, you want to just curl up in a ball and get in bed. You don't want to be hiking 20 miles with a, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. backpack on your, on your back um that was yeah. that was a day and I and I woke up and I I just felt a bit off I just and I was walking and kind of we did the first 10 miles and I just I just didn't quite feel right I felt a bit sicky and a bit kind of like and I wasn't eating as much as I, as I usually would because I had kind of a tactic where I would try and graze quite regularly throughout the day to keep my energy level yeah constantly and on on this day i just i just don't feel like eating anything and we got to kind of the halfway mark and um sort of stopped and i was like right i need to have something to eat and i'd had this pasty this goddamn pasty and i was trying to eat it and you know when you're forcing yourself to eat something and you you, your body Mm. 
like, I don't want this. And your head's going, you've got to eat something. So I forced this blood down and just was like, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. And and (laughs) we set off again. And then I was just like, I feel even worse now. I feel really sick. I was by the side, we were doing this little bit alongside the, the road. And I was literally just like, I was like, hang on a minute Ian. And he's like, what's up? And I just wandered off down the road and I was like trying to make myself. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I was like, I feel so bad. It just, it just sort of came as a wash over me. And we walked around this corner. Wow. And in my head, I was just thinking, I just want to curl up in a ball and go to sleep. I want to go to bed and just get him, you know, pull the duvet over. And I just want to go to sleep for a couple of hours and just sleep it off until I feel better. So we walked past these woods and I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go sit down for a bit. But what I actually did is I got my, the bottom of my, bottom of my tent out, my sleeping bag. And I just lay on the floor in these woods, put the sleeping bag over my head and just shut my eyes. I just, I couldn't, I, you know, felt that bad. Wow. And then it started raining after about half an hour. So I kind of was like, oh, I left my bag open. Oh, my sleeping bag's getting wet. So I kind of like pulled myself up, shut my bag, got the rest, got the fly sheet. Again, I hadn't put the tent up. This is me just lying on the floor in these woods, like like some homeless person, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I must have lay there for like another half hour. And then I was starting to get cold and I still felt ill. Mm. So I got up and I was a bit like, Ian's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I just need to, I was like, I ain't got a choice. I can't stay here. It was just, it, it was, it wasn't a, a, you know, a full on woods. It was just like this ground next to a farm. I was like, we need to get to, right. Pe- we need to get to Peebles, another 10 miles. Yeah. Pack my bag up and oh, oh my God, that, that 10 miles. <laughs> <laughs> felt like about only might have been, uh, might... yeah it, it can feel like that can it oh it sounds like you sounds like you had a bit of a, a like a bit of a turn but you got through it that's the main thing yeah we had a and then you the got... next day I, I woke up it was quarter to ten I'd not even got out of bed yet and Ian was going what do you want to do today and I was like I'll just have a coffee and some porridge I'll be all right in a minute and he's like we've got to leave the campsite in 15 minutes should we stay another day? And I was like, um, yeah, maybe. Admitted <laughs> 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 defeat and we had a rest day. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't no, look it until two o'clock that day. I finally left the tent at two o'clock, got a shower, went and got some food. Yeah, that was that was tough, that one. <laughs> wow, yeah, it sounds it. Um, since you've been back, what's been the strategy? Are you on now writing all the blogs and all the rest of it for people to, to take in? Yeah, I'm doing a mix. I've I've tried to have a little bit of a a little bit of a rest, um, but also I've been sorting through all my photos, which is great hmm. for and finding all those little pictures where you're kind of like, oh, I forgot we did that. And so there's so many photos that I didn't share on the, on the journey because I took the picture yeah. and then either got to camp and there was no signal or got to camp and I was like, I'm tired, I want to go to bed. You know, there was other priorities. It's, you know, food and sleep is the priority, not not posting on social media. So Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I've got loads of pictures actually that I really want to share. So I'll be doing a few of those over the next couple of weeks. Um, and since you've come back, uh, we talked about it briefly before we turned live. You decided that an impromptu um, Welsh 3000 was there. Uh, 
He did. How how was that this weekend? And uh, what what did you make of the Welsh three thousand? Well, firstly, it was my second attempt. I did try it last year, um, but we decided to abort very close to the end. Um, so this was take two. Uh, yeah. We had an absolutely banging start. The weather was insane. We had this amazing sunrise on Krigoch and it was just like, wow. And I was just like, oh, this is so cool. And I felt really good. Like my legs felt strong. I felt, you know, I was like, yes, I am definitely going to do this. I'm definitely going to do this this time. So, you know, felt really good. Um, got down from Trevan about five-ish, I think. Um, and then I felt a bit tired on the next on, on the way up to the um, the next one, Penny Penny or well I, I can't pronounce. Yeah. I'm terribly sorry. Um, yeah. On the way up, <laughs> on the way up there, we did the first three in. Uh, that, that is a beast as well. That is a beast of a climb. A yeah, beast. It, 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 from going coming down Trevan, you sort of you know you that's quite a tough tough descent down. It's quite a steep. Yeah. All the way down to the bottom, and then all the way back up again. That was about nearly four hours I think it was that whole wow. whole section so um yeah so that was um that was tough and then once we were up on that range we had daylight for a little bit but the sun obviously set so as soon as we went into head torch mode it got tougher um you know just navigating and and walking on the train but at half past midnight we reached the final summit and I was so proud. I was just like, yes, I've done it. I've done it. Um, ah, that's awesome. Obviously from there, you've then still got to do another, you know, another four miles down to the car. But um, by and, then, you're kind of like, yes, I've done this. <laughs> and, and you said you did it as a team. Did you, have a, did you have a support vehicle? How did you sort of, how was the, how was the admin side of it? Like water and food and snacks? Were you just, how did you do that? Um, well, I, I was a bit of a late comer, so I just, um, I drove up, I only decided, I think maybe before I spoke to you last week on maybe Wednesday, uh, I'd been thinking about it before I'd gone to bed one night. I was thinking, I really want to do the Welsh 3000s again. The next morning I woke up, someone had posted on their Instagram, um, that something about Welsh 3000s. I put, I really want to do that. And he was like, we're doing it this weekend if you want to come. And I was like, yes, I'm doing that. So So I rocked up, I parked at um, Penny Pass car park. I had my food and water. I've got like a water filter bottle. So I was kind of like, didn't didn't have loads of water with me, but had enough. And we had a car at Trevan, um, at the base of Trevan, and we had a car at the end that the guys had like left on their way. But I didn't actually have any supplies or any gear in either of those cars because I was latecomer. So, but it was fine. I had I had all my gear with me. I was pretty used to carrying a backpack and and stuff. So yeah, that, that, that must have put you in good. That must have put you in good stead. You must be, as I said, uh, hiking fit now. As in, you must be used to carrying your own body weight over undulating ground so that I'm definitely puts you in good stead for a challenge <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that strong <laughs> yeah well I mean the Welsh 3000 is a is a good is a good challenge what's um as we sort of close into August and really running down the summer what's what's the plans moving towards sort of uh Halloween uh, and onwards Christmas what's on the what's on the on the list 
I'm possibly going to Morocco for Christmas to do nice. a hike of to, the... to No, I've done that one. Um, oh, okay. This is the um, the third highest mountain. I've totally forgotten what it's called. <laughs> She's very. It's all right. Um, so that's uh, <laughs> the plan. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm very much. I hadn't planned anything since I came back from from the adventure. I didn't want to have sort of pressure. I wanted to make decisions. So a lot of the things yeah, yeah. is very ad hoc. I'm doing. Um, doing a trip uh, to Kadir, um, Kadir Idris, uh, having a week, another weekend in Snowdonia in a couple of weeks. Um, I've got a couple of Peak District trips planned, but yeah, everything's quite sort of ad hoc. Nothing, nothing major, but I, I, awesome. I'm the kind of person I don't say no to stuff. So if an opportunity arises, um, there'll be a pretty good chance that I'll say yes to it. So who knows what I'll be up nah, to. Brilliant. <laughs> nah, brilliant. Um, Becky, it's always great to chat to you. Um, there's no five watts because you've already done it. Um, so people can listen back to that if they want to know your five watts story. Um, where can people find you on social media and all the rest of it? Websites? Um, well, I'm on pretty much all social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Instagram is pretty much my home. I'm on there. And you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> Becky the Traveller. Um, my website is beckythetraveller.com um, or you can, um, yeah, you can get in touch however you want, really. Drop me an email, drop me a message. Um, I, I'm, I'm on most of the day, <laughs> especially today. I'm chilling today. <laughs> uh, and what I would say, um, what I find really good about your Instagram is is always a great message coming out of there, and um, you're really responsive. And you, and I can see from the engagement you you engage with the people who follow you, and you actually genuinely care about the people who follow you. And uh, you know, so, sometimes people I think can start believing their own hype, um, but you definitely keep it grounded. And you know, I enjoy your Instagram, and I enjoy the conversations that we have. So people should definitely go and check out what you're up to. It's you 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 obviously well worth a follow. And a, and a like here and there. It's um, social media for a reason. Think, it's it's you know you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Well about, said. Not about numbers. It's about having conversations. And I've met a lot of people from Instagram, uh, but I talk to a lot of people, yeah. and I feel like I know them. <laughs> and I know you know you never know someone hundred percent. But yeah, I'm yeah yeah supportive. If you're a beginner hiker and experienced hiker, I still love talking about hiking. So yeah, get. Yeah, look, look, um, I'll just quickly sort of, are you aware of what Instagram's planning on doing in the next three months in the UK? They are removing followers and likes from people's pages, as in, I won't be able to see what your following is, and I won't be able to see what sort of likes you get on a post, and they feel like it's um, creating egos, and they don't want, they don't want that, so they're going to remove it. So you as the admin on your page can see what's going on, but it won't be visible to people looking at your page. Personally, I think that's great because it takes away, it takes away people's, um, I think I'm the man or I think I'm the woman sort of, I've got 5,000 likes on a photo. Um, half of it's from bots anyway. Um, you just have to read some of the random comments. <laughs> I saw a photo of, of, a, of a gym and someone had wrote, wow, what a stunning place. And I was like, what of a gym? <laughs> And I thought that's a bot. Um, well, so what you, what you? I knew they were trialing that. I, di- I didn't realise it was officially coming in, but that that's really positive. 
Um, yeah. Anything you can take away the, you know, the negative side of it because that does become the negative side of it when people get so het up on numbers and mm -hmm. you know, you've got that pressure on, on yourself that, you know, you must get these X amount of likes and, and that's sort well of said. Um, and, and that's a big side of social media that can have, you know, a negative impact and the negative impact Definitely. on mental health, which um, if they're looking at that and, and doing it for that reason, then that's, yeah, that's totally the right direction to go in. I'm, I'm yeah. up for that. Defo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, two things that I've, I've taken from this uh, chat is every day was a mini adventure and uh one journey, two stories. That's a, that's a, that's what you should call the book. When you write the book, I'll let you. <laughs> I'll let you. <laughs> I'll call them, call the blog. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's been great to have uh, Beck and Traveller back on the podcast. Uh, next week, I welcome on a friend of mine who has red coat apparel. Uh, ex army like myself has an amazing brand, uh, and even Tom Hardy buys the red coat apparel T-shirts. So that should tell you all you need to know. It's good enough for Venom. It's good enough for everyone else. Uh, thanks very much. Becky, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank and I'll speak you again soon. Bye. Adios. Bye.